Did you know that there are over 130 distilleries producing tequila in Mexico? And of those distilleries, there's one that year after year is always ranked as the best. I'm talking about El Pandillo, of course. And today, we get to hear from one of those incredible brands on this episode of The Agave Social Club Podcast, hosted by me, Doug Price. Welcome to the show. My name is Doug Price. I'm here with two-thirds of the owners of Valan's Ultra Premium Tequila, Chad and Christina Allen. Chad and Christina, welcome to the show, and, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. So before we get to the story of Valan's, I wanted to see if you could share your experience with tequila. Christina, I know you grew up in Guadalajara. I'm sure you've been around the industry, and it's just been a, a part of your childhood Chad, I would imagine growing up in, in Idaho, maybe not the same story, but what's been your experience with tequila? Okay, so yeah, born and raised in Guadalajara, that is just part of your life and your family, yeah. your friends. So tequila, you know, actually every time that someone asks me where I'm from and they're not necessarily familiar with the town of Guadalajara or the city of Guadalajara, I say, well, that's where mariachi tequila comes from. They get a pretty good idea. Oh, okay, I got it. And so, yeah, growing up, my father, he's an agronomist. Growing up as a teenager, he had many different places where he grew agave, also avocados. And so my father was just growing agave. There was a huge boom back then. Uh, there was agave everywhere. And he was really immersed in the, in the community with tequila business, tequila brands. He, of course, you know, he has a great palate. He knows tequila very well. Once I got to the age that I was able to drink, tequila was definitely like my favorite drink. It still is. And then Chad, for you, I know with her growing up in Guadalajara, I'm sure as you guys dated, you, you probably spent some time in Guadalajara and experiencing it. What, what was that like for you? It was great to be able to experience Guadalajara. Christina and her family taught me really not only tequila, but the culture deep inside Mexico. I got to really hang out with her dad and her dad and I, Miguel, is, are very close together. So Miguel and I share the same flavors and kind of taste preferences for tequila. And he would, he would show us different tequilas, tell us different stories. I would always go with him. He's a consultant for different farms and ranches. So we'd wake up at six in the morning and go across Jalisco, oh, wow. across the whole entire region, really. And it gave me a chance to be able to look at the fields and, oh, that's sorghum. I didn't even know that existed. Jalisco is, is an amazing state. It's just, there's so many, the crop diversity among agave as well, people there. I got to eat tacos with the workers and go to these amazing haciendas with his friends and really got me educated. And really, really made me work hard on my Spanish. It was a long road. And just learning from someone like that that's grown up in Jalisco from born in the mid-50s to just train your palate a little bit is pretty cool. And to be able to actually bring back tequilas from Jalisco is yeah. pretty cool so that we could share them with friends and, and experience them back home. Because it's uh, U.S. is a little bit harder market, especially back in the early mid-2000s. 
Well, and honestly, I was always in the look for like the real, I used to call it like the non-American tequila, the real like traditional, well, as far as brands, because of course, right now there's a crazy amount of brands that are born in the US just like ours. But at the same time, I was looking for those families that were making these tequilas, you know, the traditional way. Because even at our wedding in 2007, we uh, had our friends from the U.S. coming into Guadalajara. Our wedding was there. And we went to the distilleries just to see how a tequila was made. We went to uh, agave crops just to check on plants, just to tour. Like my dad, I have to say, he's like one of the best tour guides if if you're ever interested in like seeing the city, he knows where to go, where to eat. We went to cantinas, to La Fuente. Like if, you know, people go to Guadalajara and they want to have like a real traditional Mexican experience. And in a cantina, you go downtown in Guadalajara, El Centro, uh, La Fuente. And so the whole family and friends, we were there. You know, it was just like something that it was really part of a or relationship as a, as a couple, just to how we can get everyone with us and drink tequila and love it as much as we love it. And I think we accomplished that because I have to say at the wedding, we had 50 bottles from a wonderful tequila that my father's really good friend gift us. Everybody was drinking tequila. We drank tequila the whole week and everybody was just feeling just fine. I mean, it was a very different experience. They couldn't believe that they were just drinking day after day tequila and feeling fine, happy. No one got sick. The reason why is because it has to be made the right way. You know, there's a big difference between yeah. a cheap, fast made tequila versus a traditional way tequila. And that's reflected in people like yourself, where, you know, you're really interested in finding out, let me see what I can dig in the brands that will bring that traditional taste to my palate. You both are, are really experiencing and, and developing a passion for tequila as you're, as you're growing together. Where's the story of, of Valance? Where, where did that story start as you started thinking through the process of, I think it's time for us to look at starting tequila brand? Well, I have to say here in Idaho, the lodge that Lonnie owns was serving tequila, uh, but it wasn't serving good tequila again. And so we were like, oh, you know, there's there's a niche here in the in the Northwest for, for a great, high quality premium brand that along with Chad and my dad just talking and, you know, they're both very entrepreneurial. So is Lonnie. And so my dad said, you know what? If you ever consider to starting a tequila brand, I will be happy to help you and just kickstart the project. And so we did. And Lonnie is the third partner of Valance, which is Chad's mother, correct? Yeah, she's very entrepreneurial. And our business is fly fishing. So we have a fly fishing lodge. Wow. Uh, the lodge is all inclusive. So you'd stay there and drink and eat and go fishing, basically up in the Yellowstone Jackson Hole area, right? So the Folks that come out there tend to drink whiskeys. I was speaking with Miguel about, oh, really? We can start a tequila. That sounds a little crazy, but cool. We started developing a business plan. That took quite a while. At the same time as I was doing the business plan, speaking with my mom, because she's you know the third partner, it was really a, a process that came natural because we needed the connection in Jalisco and we needed Miguel. We needed my mom. Christine and I, it's, we bring the passion and just it, it, we make a great team. And Miguel, what we started by is 
since he's an agronomist, we needed to start with the raw material for a tequila, which is agave. So we started by planting a field of agave. We have a we have a field to secure that we actually can have agaves. So we planted to secure for our future. So when it's at the peak high, now we'll we'll always have a raw material. Second thing that happened is we ended up going to roughly 90 different distilleries. It's the people process product, right? You know, there's a lot of different things that that, that occurred to us. Well, and this was in a period of two years, right. I think, that he was looking. It it wasn't quick. We had so many moments where we just felt like, okay, we're making some uh, progress, and then it just kind of stopped, and then progress. And then he said, I found it, and you're not going to believe it. It's incredible tequila. And so what happened about finding the distillery is that he went to Arandas to the fair, and there was a a little stand right there with that we're sampling some tequila just right away. I mean, knowing my dad, I could almost imagine what happened, like just a light bulb, just click and said, oh my gosh, I have not tried this in all my research. So there goes my dad. He meets Felipe. He says, uh, we have a project we're looking for someone to partner with. It's been a long process, but I really like your tequila. I think that what Felipe liked about or partnership is that we are a family-owned business. We are in it for the love, the passion for good tequila. I mean, you can see that a lot of people are just, you know, really interested in like finding the most incredible packaging or just a very marketing-driven business. We stand by what Volans is, that is pure quality, high, high-rated Distillery, if people are not familiar with El Pandillo, is at NOM 1579. And it's rated number one out of uh, 80,000 ratings and 130-something distilleries. It's been number one for, I don't know, how many years, Chad? Like, yeah, a few years. Yeah, many years. Yeah. It is because of the way they produce the tequila. It is highly innovative, but with traditional methods. It's eco-friendly. They do a lot of good things, you know, as far as uh, the environment. And and you, you're you saying uh, Felipe, and, and you're talking about Felipe Camarena, who is a, a legendary master distiller. I mean, for your family yes. to, to partner up with, with him and, and his family at the distillery. I mean, what an incredible treat. I, I believe I read he's got two engineering degrees. He's a incredibly smart guy, incredibly passionate about tequila. And as to what you're saying, the way he's doing things at El Pandillo, it, it's not being done really at any other distilleries. Can you share that process of making the tequila and, and maybe some of those things that Felipe is doing there that really does stand out as we go through, you know, the agaves arrive? What is that process to get Valance Blanco? Well, the cool part about Felipe is that he he's traditional guy, very traditional family. So Camarenas are tequila royalty, basically, and they go back almost six generations uh, like ranching and, and harvesting tequila in the highlands, in Los Altos region. But Felipe, he's the third generation, and Alan and Goose are uh, the, the fourth generation. So it's it's just their history is is really deep in that region. So he, he sticks to his traditional roots, his family roots, which is very important to him and his family. But he also, since he's intellectual, he has two different degrees. Felipe can speak to this, but he's... He 
takes the traditional and modifies it yeah. in a way that that improves upon the process. So this would be a whole different podcast in in its own right, but to skim over the details would be from it goes from the time you plant all the way to bottling. When you plant, he has his own estate grown agave. He has a he has a pretty sizable agave ranch that he maintains from from inception. As he harvests them, a lot of people talk about how there's the agaves are eight years or six years or whatever. It's really what happens is that the agaves are at a peak and they yeah. mature at a certain sweetness. So it's a bricks level, right? So you're looking for the right sweetness. And so their team at El Bandio and, El, and Felipe, they know when their agaves are ripe because they've been doing it for a hundred years. They go and wash them, wash the agaves, they cut them and they cut out the cogoyo, the male shoot. Cogoyo is a yeah. bitter. It brings a little more bitter in the distillate. What he's done in his process of cooking is that it's a traditional stone oven, masonry stone oven, but he's put steam on both sides. So it's almost, it cooks it from all sides. The heat source at the top. Right. So as you're as you're cooking, if you're only cooking from one side, the agaves that are closer to the steam will probably get a little more caramelization, right? And on the other side, a little undercooked. So it'll cook a little more evenly. As as they're taken out and cooled down, they are thrown into what's the kind of the most iconic two things at El Pendio is Igor and and Frankenstein. So Igor is the shredder. Felipe has engineered these blades. He's built both of these from scratch. He's engineered something in in Igor. I don't know what it is. It's blades that won't damage the the fibers, which is basically in the long run creates more methanol. What's the most interesting is Frankenstein. It's a steamroller, 20,000 pound steamroller that he welded on these little teeth on it. That's on a train axle. This thing, you can push it with your finger. It's this 20,000 pound thing that you can roll it. It's the most bizarre thing. Why you can do that. It's very efficient. And on the bottom floor of, of this is volcanic stone. So what he's done is kind of inverted the whole Tahona, yeah. which is a, is a volcanic stone that goes in circles. Sometimes people will pull it with donkeys or horses or diesel tractor and pull it in circles and circles for hours, 16 hours sometimes to do a batch. But this takes a one horsepower electric motor. All the sweet nectar goes down into a vat, goes up into the the fermentation. Another special thing where Felipe brings in the more traditional is the yeast goes back to his grandfather from the original and he pays tribute to that through his yeast. As it goes from fermentation, that's maybe five, six days, goes into distillation process. He has a warming tank that warms the distillate before it goes into the distillation, which more efficiency, less uh, energy. But as it goes into distillation, distillation is what he's also engineered. He's taken some ideas off of scotch distilling okay. and molded them with tequila. But he's using copper pots. He's distilling in copper, copper pot. Yeah, it's traditional copper pot stills, but he's also used some copper plates from from the way Scotch whiskey is produced. But that's another innovation from Felipe that's unique to tequila. And then as it's made into Blanco tequila, you distill it twice, which is... Yeah, by law. And from there, 
with our Blanco, with Volance uh, Blanco, we've we go undergo uh, aeration. So it's 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 now being distilled, and now you're le- is aeration. Are you letting it rest? No, it's not rested. It's transport to a tank, a, a stainless steel tank, where okay. it goes into bottling. So the aeration is just like processed just right before bottling. And so, and then you've got your your Blanco tequila. Now I know in that region there's there's beautiful water. Are you able to talk a little bit about the water in Valans? Yeah, especially for especially for El Pandillo, I think they have like one of the most pristine water. They're in a higher level, so the water that they collect and the water that comes in their spring water and the deep well water it hasn't really touched any crops around the valley or the very pure. Very pure, yes, because, I mean, you're collecting pretty much everything that is coming from the higher levels. And he, so he has really good water. And he, he will tell you that one of the reasons why tequila can really go right or wrong, it's the quality of water. So you have to have good quality water. And so for Volans, we uh, went and, you know, worked with Felipe in our profile. We just came up with one-third deep well water, spring water, and rainwater. El Pandillo is, uh, I think, is the, the only distillery that has this system that collects water from the roofs. Uh, if anybody knows about the storms in, in Guadalajara or Jalisco, they're pretty heavy storms in the, in the summer. So he's able to collect up to like 50,000 gallons of water. I've got the Blanco here. I think you guys have it as well. Uh, incredibly clear off the nose. It, it's it's very soft on the nose. That minerality is is very much there. You know, I, I get hints of grass, not not super strong, but I would imagine that blend of waters is is really just creating just nature. I mean, it's a it's a great scent of, of nature there. Right. Yeah. And the cool the cool part about that is that between the rain and the spring water that are they're very nice very smooth but then you have that the well is 450 it's meters deep, yeah. deep i will say well balanced yeah it's it's very well balanced yeah i mean and i do want to mention that we love sipping on blancos we were never really someone drinking extrañejos i think that that was just maybe some special times where we went ahead and ordered an extrañejo we're mostly like blancos and this, I mean, you can smell the agave, number yeah. one. Minerals, citrus, floral, pepper in the back. Well, I, I have not had it. I've been saving. I've been looking at the bottle all week. So salute. I cannot wait to try this. I smiled after drinking it. I know. <laughs> uh, when you say well-balanced, that agave is is just shining through and, and just showing Felipe's just his skill at at making tequila there there is pepper there it lingers a little bit on the back end it's just so crisp and really well balanced yeah for people that would like to know a little more about blancos if you have a good blanco you have a solid blanco then the rest of the tequila it's just going to be great that's the importance of a good blanco it's the foundation of tequila absolutely i mean this is just incredible we just can't get enough of this blanco it's delicious yeah it it is it is delicious and it is an honor to to taste this 
just knowing the work that you guys have put into it, your your parents, and then partnering with Felipe is, is a really well done Blanco. I'm going to eventually move on to the Reposado. Before I get to it, I, I want to bring up and congratulate you both on, you're, you're the first guests on the show that are officially part of the Additive Free Verification Program. And, and this is a, a program that was put together by the incredible team at Tequila Matchmaker, who I know have done so much for the tequila community. So you, you guys are verified additive free can, can you talk to what that means and, and actually what that is? Some people are familiar with the Tequila Matchmaker app and the tastetequila.com website. The founders of these two wonderful and very reliable sources of tequila decided that, hey, maybe we should look into what additives are into, and going into and many tequilas. They just started asking questions going into distilleries and they were like going even behind doors, like not just to places where tourists go, but they go into their offices and look at their papers and look at, you know, all the proof that they sent to CRT, etc. I have to say it is legal to have 1% additives and you don't have to tell customers that they're drinking that. Yeah. I feel like this is just a transparency program. They're not trying to start a revolution or anything. I think this is just the fact that some people are confused as far as what tequila should taste like and uh, what an additive is. So to just name a few, it's uh, coloring, glycerin, just to kind of give it a little legs, give it legs and give it like a little more mouthfeel instead of too watery. Yes. The other ones, of course, is like vanillas and butterscotch flavoring. So yeah. And you think about 1%, you go, well, 1% is not a lot. But when you actually put it in something like a tequila, 1% really can change the flavor profile of the tequila. And I think I read somewhere where Grover and his team, they spent you know maybe two years putting this together and they've recently launched it. And I personally really do think that is a game changer right. as tequila drinkers continue to want to know what they're putting into their body. They, they want to know, are there additives in this? And not just saying it's additive free, but really knowing mm-hmm. that it's additive free. And, and you guys, without a shadow of doubt, this tequila is 100% additive free, which is a huge deal. And Grover and Scarlett are just amazing people. It's really highlighting that true tequila. And additive free needs to be, here's our tequila. There's three ingredients, water, agave, and yeast. And that's what's in it. That's what's in Volans and all tequilas at uh, El Pendillo. Yes. And I do want to point out that the reason why some people have to rely on additives is because in a process that it has not been made the traditional way, for example, using diffusers, yeah. which a lot of uh, major you know, mass-produced brands are using oh, yeah. diffusers, they use that as a correction because it's been through so many chemical processes that... Now the agave is gone. Now, yeah. you know, just they, they want to correct. They've got to the build back up that the, flavor profile. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't pay attention to details, even making the traditional way tequila, you could come across to some defects into the tequila. So this is why this program was just transparency. People can find out, they can go to their website or their app and just if they're wondering, is there any additives on this? Is this natural? Is this added? 
you can just go and type the n name of your tequila you're drinking and the the answer is there and i think that is it's good i think people are taking it as a positive not a negative yeah yeah and so that's the tequila matchmaker app so you you can find that app download it, it it's been huge you go to the store and, and you can look up a tequila. There's ratings on there, and you can see some flavor profiles. But a newer program by those those guys, and and you guys are on it. So congratulations for that, because it, it is a game changer in the industry. So now now I've got your reposado. This is brand new. Go ahead and talk about this because this is something that is is very special. Okay, so again, this is a has three sources of water, same as the blanco, deep well water spring water and rainwater. It's been rested for six months in American oak barrels. Okay. So what happens with the single barrel, each barrel will give its own different notes and aromas. I, I wouldn't say they're too far from each other because you're still using the same tequila. So it's just slightly different. But it is interesting to kind of like taste side by side and just see the differences between them. So what they do with the single barrel is that the CRT, which is the tequila... Regulatory council. Exactly. They come and kind of seal each barrel. And they say, okay, so this is going to be your barrel for this reposado. And once there's enough time, for example, this is six months. When it's enough time to be called a reposado, they can come and release it and say, okay, your, your tequila is ready to go. So this is also being, you know, analyzed by the labs and just making sure that this is a reposado, this is a single barrel, there's nothing tweaked after. The only thing that they do is they run it through like a paper-like filter. They don't use like charcoal or any other filters in this distillery. Of course, Pandillo won't do any of that. So just to kind of get rid of like some of the impurities that might come with the woods and everything from the barrel. And then it goes into a very small tank, kind of like a special size tank for each barrel. And then it goes into bottling. They label it as barrel number, bottle number, and then he comes another barrel, same thing. Filter impurities, run it through the tank, bottle. And this is li limited edition. There's, there's only once they're gone, they're, they're gone, correct? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to replicate the same uh, single barrel. We are looking to do another reposado next year. Uh, might not be a single barrel. I think if we want to have continuous, you know, reposado in the market, we're probably just not going to go for a single barrel. But this is very unique, only a thousand bottles. Another thing just to remember is that the reposado is not aerated. The only our Blanco is aerated. Our reposado and the extra Nijo is not aerated. Okay. Yeah, because uh, again, the aeration pro process is just before bottling. So this this has not been oxygenated. Gotcha. So when you look at this, I mean, for six yeah, months, this I, I I had this next to the Blanco, and I had to do a double take as to which one was which. And normally, you know, when when you have something that's got additives in it, it might have that coloring added to it because they they don't want to wait six months; they want to get it out there. For this to be in a barrel for right. six months and be this light. Just because it's lighter in color doesn't make it any less complex, which is it's on purpose yeah. for Felipe's yeah. done that on purpose. Don't get fooled by the color. There is a good reason why it's light, but you know, it's still very complex, very well balanced. Agave. On this one, I earthy, which oh yeah. Earthy I mean, tones come through. Something 
or a wet cement. It just my favorite. Just hints. I mean, hints of that barrel, very light infusion of that barrel. That agave is still very much there. Again, I, I've not had this either, so very very excited to try this. This uh, has, I'd say, like a little more olive, obviously oak, you know, versus the the blanco. Yeah, definitely earthy, which uh, I'm just so excited about that. Agave number one mineral. Yeah, I don't want to talk. I just want to keep drinking it. It's, it's yeah. this is yeah, an totally. excellent reposado. So it ah, it's, uh, it sucks so again. So for anybody listening, and we'll get to this at the end, but. Uh, I know uh, siptequila.com, you can get this. This is uh, a thousand bottles. E- each bottle, as Christina said, it, it's it's got the barrel, it's got the number, you know, beautiful bottle here. It, it's very simple, yet very elegant. You, you've got for Valance, you've got the, the fish there for fly fishing to tie in, the background there of Chad and his family, but definitely want to go to siptequila.com and, and you want to order this. I, I think if it's your first time, I think the there's free shipping on it. You can get it at, at siptequila.com and it's an absolute treat and something that you want to have on your shelf in your collection because once it's gone, it's gone. So we're, we're done with the Reposado. We're going right to the Extra Añejo. This has now, same as the Reposado, but it's been sitting in a barrel for, for much longer. How, how long has it been sitting or resting in the barrel? Three and a half years. So this is very, very, very special. A long time to make this tequila. Eight years of growing mature agaves down to three and a half years sitting in barrels. Yeah, very special light in color as the other ones Very just because light, of yeah. the barrels don't be fooled by the color again i mean yeah beautiful the smell is just it's incredible this is something that i've got in a glass in front of me that for a, 11 and a half years uh, 11 and a half years or 11 oh, plus so years long. this has taken for this to get from start to finish and just that journey through it. When you when you think of tequila in that light, you know, we, we can grow sugarcane very quick for for as a base sugar for other alcohols, but for the uh, for tequila with the agave, it is it is time and labor intensive. And and that's a real treat as you think to go, and I'm holding right. something that has taken o- over a decade to get to this point. That, that we're, we don't want to just shoot it. We want to savor it. We want to see the complexities. We want to sip it and sip it with good friends and just share life with them. Right. And you have to really think about the yeast strain that goes back how many generations? It's, it's the same yeast strain that goes back. Yeah. 80, 90 years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so long and really has that essence of Felipe's hard work and all of his team there, El Pendio, it's, it's, it's really cool. So Valance, three and a half year extra in Yeho. Now on this particular tequila, you will definitely get a lot of barrel, a lot of, I mean, agave always takes the yeah, front and center. number one spot. Yes. Front and center agave, but then you got a lot of vanilla, oak, cinnamon, minerals, and it really isn't that light. I would also kind of point out that some of the really dark extrañejos is because either the barrels are charred or they're relying on some fake coloring. But this is absolutely 100% natural. Only the highest ingredients for this particular tequila. I mean, Felipe doesn't do anything that is not 100% 
high quality. Yeah, this is an amazing extra añejo. Really good to sip on. I, I have had this before. I, I did open this bottle before. Yeah, I, I had a friend in town a couple of weeks ago, and and he asked, "Can I just buy you another bottle?" And and as you drink on it, just complex, and you start to pick up different flavor notes that you may not have picked up before, and uh, a mm-hmm. really beautiful extra añejo. Yeah, thank you. The whole lineup is, is really excellent. Again, I want to encourage anybody go to go to siptequila.com, pick pick up the whole lineup. I mean, this is something if you're getting into tequila, you definitely want to try some of these tequilas that are are really at the other end of the spectrum of being made the right way and being very well done. And for any tequila collectors, this is something that that you absolutely want to have in your collection. Christina and Chad, I just want to say thank you for creating such an incredible product. Thank you for being with me here on the show. Before we wrap it up, uh, any social media website, again, we want to just give an opportunity for anybody to purchase this, to experience what we're experiencing. Please go to volanstequila.com. All of our social media is Valance Tequila, so you can check us out. We're opening up new markets for now. Sip Tequila is your is your friend for that. But otherwise, please check our our website. We'll we'll keep you up to date on that and our social media. Yeah. So send us a message if you have a, a store restaurant that is ready to put it on the market. Sip Tequila for the everyday consumer. But uh, as far as liquor stores and restaurants, we have ways to get our product into their business. We want people to drink the best tasting tequilas and hope that even people that are still hesitant to move in and consume tequila regularly, you drink our tequila and you will find a new light. And and I will have some descriptors in the notes I'll have where you can buy it in the notes. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can just click on it and you can order it. It will ship right to your door. Again, Christina and Chad, thank you so much for being a part of the show and for creating incredible tequila. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That was Valance Tequila coming out of the world famous El Pendio. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe so that you don't miss out on other great episodes. If you have a question, or a tequila brand that wants me to review your tequila, you can email me at the Agave Social Club at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and please remember to always drink responsibly.